Welcome to the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs, bringing you from zero to 60 in the non-fungible token world without breaking the bank, with your hosts, Andrew, aka Rantum, and George from Mostly Stable on Zed Run, who will help you navigate new projects, interview expert guests, and explore NFT trends. So whether you're on your first or 50th NFT, we're going to have something for you. And as a quick note, we are not, I repeat, not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Alrighty, disclaimer over, let's get to it. Today on All About Affordable NFTs, ladies rule the rise of female-led NFT projects. I'll be honest, like we could have done this episode anytime, I think over the past six months, but we've been waiting, kind of gathering some some notes on it and excited to share some of that some of that conversation in alpha with you first off yeah, i think we we somewhat uh alluded to this in our wait. last uh <laughs> podcast if you were listening to that recently just discussing this george recently picked up a couple pieces from a sarah show and sarah zucker and betty from the artist behind Dead fellas, yeah. Dead fellas. So that's right. The funny thing is, is like it's been in my like personal investment narrative for a little while, and we've kind of been waiting to share it. But uh, yeah, I, I'm excited to get both of them. And I actually, uh, I tweeted at the Sarah show, Sarah Zucker, and saying like, "Hey, I picked up one of your pieces," and she's like, "Oh, awesome! Thanks for collecting." So it's you know, kind of cool. Like she knows me. <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, yeah, I'm excited to talk about this. I think we have seen, we've definitely seen some. Some project, some women-led projects get some some big headlines, so it'd be good to dig into this a bit more. But you know, as you said, why don't we start with some headlines? Okay, eToro getting in, uh, aping into blue chip NFTs with a twenty million dollar. Okay, um, so this is a an investment platform, and they are actually putting a a, a pl- uh, I'm sorry, a portfolio of NFT investments together. This isn't a portfolio or a investment fund to invest in infrastructure or tools around NFTs. This is actually investing in the NFTs themselves. So haven't seen a ton of direct investment. It of course is coming from a more, I don't know, a younger sort of financial company and not too surprised that this is happening, but I think we'll start to see this kind of thing more and more. Yeah. They talk about saying they want to be one of the leading NFT collectors in the world, uh, fully deployed a collection that already includes NFT projects from Board Ape Yacht Club, CryptoPunks, and right on theme, World of Women. World of Women, I think, being, I'd say, the largest, would you say? Yeah, I, that's what I kind of look at as the biggest women-led NFT collection at this yeah. point. There's been a handful of successful ones, and I think that has led the way. I believe in terms of price, it's still up there and has certainly gotten a lot of headlines. So yeah, interesting here. Next one, we've got NounsDAO backs NFT crowdfunding. So NounsDAO up to something. An indie candidate film for Kaladita. Definitely didn't pronounce that right. So what is NounsDAO up to here? Yeah, I guess they... Oh, so I've heard about this this film. It's an indie film that's being funded through NFTs and I believe it is connected to... It's connected to this Martin Scorsese's daughter. She was on a, I believe so. I'm now reading through this and not seeing that right away. But anyway, the NounsDAO is putting some of their significant ETH towards backing this project. As we've mentioned in the past, the, the NounsDAO, they're 
uh, and release one new NFT each day. They're still going for a pretty hefty sum. So they haven't spent a ton of that. So they are putting some of that towards this film and it will be the first NFT backed film. So interesting to see. It looks like they, um, do have some, they actually have a bit of a trailer here. I'm not entirely clear on the status of the, uh, the film at this point. Yeah, it seems like they're going to feature those glasses. So uh, somehow that's going to be fit into the narrative. So there'll be a, is that like the content, the content inclusion for that? Nouns, that was a funny one. Uh, they just, uh, just keep churning out those, those nouns every day. Good for them. All right. We can move to our featured project, which I we think, have- uh, actually we talked. Briefly about this, I think one other thing we could talk about, it's not maybe NFT specific, it's just the, all the news that's been going on with Twitter recently. It is still a very popular uh, place for NFT discussion. And we've had Elon recently buy about 10% of the company and then kind of put all his chips out there and say that he wants to buy the whole thing. And as we mentioned this on a recent podcast, um, and the news may have changed by the time you're listening to this. But I think it will have some sort of impact on the on NFT discussion and, and the crypto Twitter. So it's definitely one that I'm looking at and keeping keeping tabs on. Yeah, I mean, you see when all those announcements happen, like speaking as a Doge holder, the price of Doge moves kind of aggressively when that happens. And also remember that as Dorsey left, he was a Bitcoin maximalist and maybe well, actually was slowing down the integration and adoption of more NFTs into uh, Web3 tech into Twitter. So I think all moves there seems like the path of Elon having his way or not having his way, all paths lead to Twitter more broadly deepening its relationship to Web3, which will increase adoption and usage. So it's all upside from where I sit, but I'm really rooting for him to do it and then make Doge the official currency of Twitter. And I'll be right back on my Doge to the moon. That's right. I imagine that's all part of the plan here. It's all, it's all planned out. I just have to survive the trough. All right. Well, now I think we can move on. I thought that we should at least get that in there, but let's move on to our affordable project. And once again, it is George bringing one to us. And what do you have to go along with our theme this week? Wait a minute. Is that three for today? For me, is that this week? You're doing no, this so week. Today. Yeah, today. you owe me, you owe me, I don't know, a moon cat pop for, for every time. Oh boy. <laughs> All right. So ladies rule is our theme, but the project that we found is women rise. And so I guess relatively new female led NFT collection. I'll say the current floor just to get you anchored is 0.21. And that is a, I would say relatively thin floor. So this thing pat us on our back. I, if we get 80 downloads. This could move the floor. So all the more reason to join us in the Discord because I'm about to post it there so they'll get to see what's going on. Really great art here and it's uh, celebrating, it says, and representing women, scientists, activists, artists, coders, and more. And they're focused on advancing women's rights and girls' education through NFTs and Web3 and even trying to build the first school in the metaverse. And really sort of uh, exciting vision, I would say. It's a collection from an artist, activist, Maliha Z Art is her tag and, and focused on advocating for social justice. So what do you see in, in this project? I'll say 10,000 items. Yeah. 10,000 items. We've got a, let's see, we've got about 5,700 
holder. So a pretty, pretty good unique holder count, I would say for a collection that size. As you mentioned, the, the, it did get a lot of attention when it came out earlier and actually had a, we got an average price of over one ETH at one point. It's been kind of sliding down since peaking in, let's see, mid-February or so. But you know, it has, it's a fairly, fairly affordable project at this point, I would say, especially compared to uh, where it's been and where many of the sales have been. The holder count has been relatively steady, increasing slightly, but you know, I'd say definitely not. I wouldn't, it doesn't look like there's people dumping this project. I think people are looking at this as one of the more affordable women-led collections out there, as you said seen world of women do quite well and it's even you know grouped in with the crypto punk and board ape projects in the uh, blue chip collection so i think this is a a way to get in on a and a women-led project at a much more affordable price and one that frankly seems to be being overlooked maybe because uh, who knows what the reason is but i i think there's a, a very good chance for some of these women-led projects to to get more attention in the future. We know that there's a lot of hills in the space and it's very dominated that way. I think as new people come in, we're going to maybe see the, uh, the numbers shift a bit for a while and uh, some of these uh, projects could benefit. Yeah. Just doing some trade analysis inside of wagme.io. Uh, it's all over the map uh, because there's a bunch of attributes and I really can't find a salient attribute that I would say to go on. So like, it's one of those to, to take a look at more closely and see what you see in it and see what like draws you to it. But there's accessories, background, badge, body, clothes, eye, eye makeup, glass, hair, head, helmet, light background, lips, reflection, ribs, and the list kind of goes on. There's some, some big deltas in here between floor and the gap. So it's just like a gap analysis, essentially of saying, what is the microfloor was what I look at, at, at different traits to be like, all right, where, where is maybe somebody mispriced something along the way for, for the traits are, but there's a lot of, uh, a lot of variance here in, in these gaps speaking to, again, the thin floor and this like sort of, our recent loss of attention. Certainly if you have a, a longer view of this, this is interesting. This is very interesting. Yeah, going on my watch list for sure. And so thanks for bringing that to one, that one to us, George. Yeah, absolutely. This is a fun one. It's definitely on, uh, on my watch. Full disclosure, we don't own it as of, I don't know, the recording of this, but who knows? Because we buy things. <laughs> this is true. This is true. All right. Ladies rule, rise of the female NFT projects. And at a high level, look, the, the, the fact of this is, at a high level, this is a boys club. Look, I will speak as someone who's running a podcast to two men talking to each other about NFTs. You see it a lot in the numbers as well, where according to some stats that only 15% of Bitcoin and 12% of Ethereum investors are, are women. So that's like, if we imagine a uh, world where it should be 50-50 because it's supposed to be open architecture and pulling in everybody into this community, let's just like hold up the mirror and look at the data, which is readily available. That's just sort of not the case. Yeah. I mean, I actually haven't seen the data necessarily behind this. My, I think that is somewhat harder to, to come by just by wallet addresses, but I think it's pretty apparent when you interact on uh, crypto Twitter or discords or, or just look at the, 
the people behind projects, the ones that are docs, it's, it's very heavily male. I'm sure you do have some, some other numbers that you can share with us here. I'm not, not seeing it, but you know, it, it is very obvious that it's, it's a lot of males and we've talked about how, uh, well, you know, how there are fewer females in the space and they, I don't know, I, I would say it's, it's. It's almost there, many are overlooked and I'd say that there are a handful that get the attention in place of actually trying to promote it to be a more, more open space over or I shouldn't say it would open, but more, uh, more balanced space overall. It's, uh, it's almost like if there's enough attention to put upon a few, then it somehow makes up for, <laughs> for the imbalance. Yeah, some of those just sort of other top line stats of the 121 founders that they found in a research report of top crypto companies, five are women. Men are two times as likely to invest in crypto as women. That's like a Pew research coming out. BlockFi found that only 9% of women say they understand cryptocurrency. So certainly based on these kinds of, of surveys and whatnot, but it's, look, it's a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy that Frankly, if men have access to the, the capital and creation markets for NFT projects, then they create, guess what, shit that appeals to more men that then fulfills their sort of like next project and they can kind of go on. And, and you see this also with top artists. It doesn't, it doesn't take much sort of top line analysis. We were talking about the total art market on the, the, the crypto art, crypto art.io, like go and look and then as you go through, you'll realize, what do you have? You have people, you have Pac, you have XCopy, Free Ross, you have basically men, 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 men for all the top pieces inside of here for, for individual artists. Now, there are, you know, we shouted out to a, a few, a, a lot of uh, female-led projects, the largest being uh, World of Women that have really risen up and sort of held their eyes. And they had a recently the, the Galaxy, World of Women Galaxy drop that Andrew, I think you bought into, right? Yeah, I did uh, buy some of those. And I looked at that as an opportunity to get into what I, what I sort of consider and what a lot of people consider as one of the premier women-led projects, as I mentioned earlier, it was an opportunity to, to expand their, their holder group, much like uh, Bored Apes uh, did with Mutant Apes and other projects have done um, in the past. So they're growing that and, you know, it's still a... <laughs> It's not one that we can put in our, our, our affordable list. It's much more affordable than their other projects. But I think those are still about a 1.2 floor. So I, th I think there's there's a lot of good things going on with that project. But I think some of that will flow over to other similar projects um, like this, like the Women Rise project and, and other, excuse me, other projects. Yeah, I mean, like just sort of continuing down, continuing down that list, you kind of end up with a top artist and I'll go track this down in the show notes and you can kind of look at yourself, look at it yourself. You'll, you'll see that you got to get into like number seven before you end up with Hakata, which I believe is the first one on that list. Top artists, nothing to shake. Stick at 40, 41 million doing just fine in total hard work value, which is really, right. I believe that that's a partnership of a, a male and female partner there, right? So oh, as Monica. Monica Rizzoli yeah. is number 10 on that list. And I believe uh, I know that she's done a very popular art blocks collection. So that that's, that's impressive. But, you know, as you said, this is largely dominated by men going down the list further. We've got Trevor Jones, Sheldon Deer, Micah Johnson. These are all men. And so you do have to really start going down the list and it's, 
I wouldn't even say that it's the the position, but just how few women are are even on this list to begin with. And so to take a step back in terms of the the upside of, of this, and let's just be honest, like you're you're collecting NFT art because it speaks to you. You're collecting NFT art or NFT projects because you want to flip it. You want value there. And I think there is a inherent rarity to women that are leading uh, projects or uh, women artists that have really defined themselves uh, in this space, meaning they have to be that much better uh, to have, have fought their way into it. And so that is when we look at a project like Metamorphosis that we highlighted, I immediately went to what were the female creators in that list and like, where are they undervalued? And sure enough, they were, I felt very undervalued. So I was like, yep, I'm going to go, you know, pick up the dead fellas and I'm going to go pick up Sarah Zucker because I, I liked where the value uh, of their work first, also what they created. And you look back at saying like at the time, Frida Kahlo getting, you know, completely overlooked and women in the art world, this is like not, not a new story. It's history repeating itself. But I think that there's a lot of upside when, by the way, remember that distribution of, we were just talking about the number of people that have bought into NFTs. And it's the majority of the NFT projects that have been created by men, potentially unfairly necessarily for men. What happens when that begins to hit more of a mainstream market? Where are the older projects that are going to get more appreciated by, I don't know, say half of the population holding wallets? There's a whole side of the market that hasn't even come in. We're early and even earlier still when it comes to uh, female-led, female-represented projects. And it's very much part of my capital A art, uh, I'll say, capital A art investment. Yeah, I, that's part of what I was thinking about earlier when I was thinking about it. I think that the, the uh, ratio of people that are coming in is going to shift over time. If you've already got a heavy uh, user base of, of men, it kind of is natural to think that at some point that'll swing the other way and we may have more, uh, well, a lot more women coming in at, at a certain point and not as many quality projects to, uh, to look to. I think that could change. So I, I actually seeing one other project that I've been impressed with, don't own, but is the uh, Cyber Brokers project that's led by Josie, um, who's, what is her last name? Josie. Let's see, she's been around the NFT space for a long time. She's done consist on super rare, but very impressive collection and super impressive artist that was doing this <laughs> when nobody was paying attention. She's actually married to another person in the space, Andrew Steinwald, who I've talked to a bit as well. So they're both very in, uh, very into NFTs, or they were both very into NFTs before anyone was paying attention. And she recently put this collection together. So it's one to just take a look at, I think, to kind of, I don't know, see, see, just see a different idea of a collection. This was done with SVG files, which for those that aren't interested, that aren't uh, familiar can, let's see. So there, there aren't actually graphic files in there. These are, there's, I'm sorry, there aren't actually like heavy graphic JPEG files in there. It's a much lighter weight code base way of displaying these images so that they are all on chain and it's it was relatively expensive to do but it is cool that these can be shown at any size at all i just i think it's a really cool project regardless of who's leading it but it's cool to see that it's been some it is a female-led project by someone that's been so dedicated to this space for such a long time doing it when nobody was paying attention like we've we've talked about that as being such a 
such an impressive, just an impressive part of, of an artist's work. If they were doing what nobody cared, I think there's a pretty good chance they're going to keep at it when people are paying attention. Yeah. I like that. It's uh, Josie Bellini and there we go. I will go ahead and say not affordable for ETH. Pretty impressive. Wow, yeah. yeah. So it's, a, it's a cool project, but I think it also shows where some of these projects can go. There's a lot of potential here and there's uh, <laughs> look to other affordable projects before that. Unless you've got way too much ETH burning a hole in your pro- pocket. <laughs> no problem. It's not a problem I have as of late. Anyway, there are also some really great women in crypto groups out there. SheFi, Black Women Blockchain Council, Boys Club DAO, which is kind of a nod to the fact that it is a boys club. So it is actually for women. And there are meetups and, and more gatherings. And I think more and more this these types of groups will hopefully come up, educate investors and then say, hey, coming back to our thesis, like where should we invest? Should it be in, I don't know, somebody that is creating art that represents us, represents what we believe in, or is it just another sort of like, oh, let's go find generic project X that we can go flip. It seems to probably have maybe a bend toward picking up some of these these projects and and celebrating some of these artists in their continued work. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I'm I'm ever hopeful that this market is going to become more and more inclusive on every uh, manner of it. Also, speaking as a as a girl dad, I, I do hope to see a future of NFTs that are, well, I guess at this point would need a lot more unicorns, though I am invested in a unicorn stable and a lot more rainbows based on our current. But I, I know those will grow. Cool. Well, good discussion, George. This has been an episode of the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs. The episode notes and resources may be found at 3ANFT.com in our show notes. Again, 3ANFT.com. And that reminder, don't bet what you can't afford to lose. Remember, we are not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Thanks for joining us. I hope you learned something.